Campbell with the dribble out front. Tiger Campbell driving left into the paint. Gets it to Bailey. Left wing three for the lead. It's good. Bailey hit it. 12.2 to go. Timeout UCLA. Strother into Salas. He'll bring it up the floor. 10 seconds to play. Elite eight on the line. Strother, quick three. Straight away is good. He hits it with seven seconds to go. Zags up by two. Campbell the other way into the front court. Driving. Pulls up. Stripped away by Smith. Strother comes away with it. He's fouled with one second to go. Julian Strother in his hometown from 30. My opening statement is it just took 33 minutes to get me in here, which is ridiculous. Any questions? Live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island, it's Cofield and Company. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, 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 partying. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, Friday, Friday, Friday. Gold Circle Sportsbook and Bar. We got two tight games involving ones. Alabama now up on San Diego State, 42-36. This is a power game. <laughs> and, then, and then Miami and Houston is what? 40-36 to 36 in yeah. the first half. Well, that's the difference. <laughs> 20 seconds left on the half in the one game, and there's 13 minutes left in the other. But, you know, that's San Diego State style, and they, it was a real rock fight through about 13 minutes to start the game. So I know Mark McMillan's a big sports fan. That means going out to a lot of games and events here around Las Vegas. And Mighty Mac joins us for his Friday spot. He's up with Cofield and JBT. Mark, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. My nerves are bad right now. See, you know, I, I, when I said I was going to do the interview, I didn't know it was going to be the end of the game. But I know, right? are bad right now. San Diego State, obviously, you work. Uh, with the with the Red Rebels and you saw these guys twice a year, so yep. I saw them once. These dudes are tough. I've uh, you know the funny thing with San Diego State, so I got to see him up close uh, three times because of the UNLV matchups, and then uh, multiple times, maybe four times, multiple times in the Mountain West Conference tournament. Mark, they're the same team with different faces that they've been for the last fifteen years. This is what happens: you you play them, you have a good offensive team, you want to get up and down, you know, you want to dribble drive. They don't go fast, and you can't get in the lane with dribble penetration. They're just mean and ornery, and they yeah. are testing Alabama. And they are—they—they they, they have been in the weight room. They're some grown men oh, out yeah. there, and you know, obviously, Alabama's got some young guys. But man, this is—I I love this time of year, man. What, what, what a great to be in you know, going on here in Las Vegas, and it's good to see uh, the, the tournament come here to Las Vegas as well. How cool is that? That The UCLA-Gonzaga game last night, as John said, for John it was the best game he's ever seen in person. I mean, I would say it's it's definitely one of the better ones I've seen. The atmosphere, the game quality, it was just insane. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, obviously, I got a chance to see some really good games in college with Robert Ory, uh, Latrell Sprewell, James Robinson, you know, uh, Kentucky when they had, uh, you know, some really good players, LSU with Shaq and McMood. Uh, so I've seen some really high-level basketball, but – I can only imagine being at that game last night with the young man, the hometown guy from Vegas, hitting the logo three-pointer to win the game for him. Such a ballsy shot. And his coach said, you know what, if you got it, 
because he's done it before. They run that play before, and he's hit it before. Coach said, if you got it, go ahead and take it. So let's find out what's going on with Mark in terms of uh, some different things around town. And I want to get to our weekly recap of Next Level Chef. And Mark is part of the cast on Next Level Chef. was eliminated a couple of weeks ago, but we're still watching. You got us hooked. Uh, one, yep. I know you still got your charitable thing going on with the pizza and with 8 yeah. News now. So tell people as this thing uh, comes to a close, uh, who's going to benefit from it and what you got happening. Um, we'll be on uh, Sports Wrap tonight on 8 News Live. Uh, appreciate Ron and Chris for having me on. We'll be presenting the Nathan Adelson Hospice Care Center a check for $1,288 tonight on the show. So uh, we donated every dollar. Uh, we donated a dollar back from the Grilla McMillan Charity Pizza from Evil Pie. So just imagine, we sold 1,288 slices of pizza uh, to benefit this amazing charity. So, man, this is really uh, close to me and my family, obviously, with hospice care. Uh, you know, so we're, we're excited, man. I am so excited to present them with the check tonight. Uh, more excited than probably watching this game because this this hits close to home, uh, especially for my family. You know, we have some people in hospice care, uh, you know, over our lifetime. So I'm excited, man. Thank everybody from Evil Pie. Uh, I, I'm, I, I can't even put into words how excited I am to present this check to them tonight. Really good cause. Like you said, you know, we uh, unfortunately all have to experience something like this. And uh, that Nathan Adelson Hospice is tremendous. Um, I don't It's been a long time since I've been in there, but uh, they really work great there. You have been bouncing around town an awful lot. Uh, that includes going over to the USC facility. What were you doing over there? Oh, you know, I'm just, I, I like to see everything, man. So, uh, you know, I got invited uh, by one of the top doctors in the nation here, uh, you know, for the research center here that, that deals with concussions and all that. So they invited me out to the UFC facility uh, to listen in, um, you know, and, and hear what these guys had to say about uh, concussions, about the sport, how can I, you know, transcend uh, some of the information that I've uh, gathered over my playing career, uh, knowing I've suffered some concussions as well along the way. I'm going to try to educate some high school kids, so I'll be doing some campaigning as well around the, around the area. But, man, being able to see the, the UFC fighters in there training, um, some of the guys I've watched on TV, uh, the young guy, I think it's Rojas, who's like the, the 18-year-old kid that, that's like crushing everybody right now in the ring. And, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity. So, you know, partnering up with the UFC, man, it, it's huge. Uh, you know, so I'm just not doing basketball and cooking and UNLV football and Raiders. Now I'm crossing over into the UFC, man, so I'm excited about this experience. You, did you do it with Forrest Griffin? I, I was with Forrest Griffin, man. He did. A, he uh, gave us a nice little tour, and obviously, I used to see like I told him. I said, "Man, I get a picture. I don't want to see like a groupie or anything." But I used to watch you fight, and uh, he was in there with some legends, and he took some blows. Uh, but you know, he he was one of the guys that uh, you know kind of transcended the the sport. You know, being able to hear him and see how these guys train, um, you know, it, it's a, it's unbelievable the way these guys get after it in the ring, and got a chance to see some guys in there grappling. I was like, there, and there was a guy asked me to get in. I was like, there is no way you get me in the ring grappling with you. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, don't, trust me, don't do that. Right. What were you going to say, John? I was just going to say, I, uh, I bagged Forrest Griffin's groceries one time. Oh, you did? Yeah, when I was a bag boy. He's a, he's a paper bag guy. Okay. Just throwing right. that out there. Maybe well, he's changed. Hey, he's, uh, I, 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 yeah, got I it. was walking these guys. I was sizing them up, but I looked at their ears, and, you know, when they got that cauliflower ears, like, know. turn around and the other way. Like, yeah. you don't want that <laughs> we just saw in the basketball game, Matt Bradley, you were talking about physiques on San Diego State, and Matt Bradley's like 6'3", and I think he's like 235, Man. and he just got his face like rammed into the floor and dragged <laughs> along the floor, and 
guess how these guys get cauliflower ears? Stuff like that, having you know arms and body parts grinded on their ears. The crazy thing about you know UFC and fighting in general, but especially UFC and wrestling, is a guy like Forrest. Like you were standing next to him, he's a big guy. Um, yeah. Forrest, I don't know how you know what kind of shape he's in now. He he probably walks around when he was fighting at two thirty. I bet you he's closer to 240 now, and he's like 6'3", 6'4". That guy used to fight at 205 pounds. So, I mean, yeah, he, he cut 35 he, he pounds. In, yeah, he looks in great shape. And, you know, being able to see it, because I've never really saw these guys up close like this. I've always wanted to uh, attend a UFC fight. I got a chance to go see uh, uh, the champ coming back, Bones Jones. I was at that UFC fight, so that was my first time being in the arena, uh, feeling that energy um, and seeing these guys and getting an opportunity to go to the UFC uh, training center and meeting these guys and, uh, meet some of the people in the front office as well. It's, it's a great experience, man. I have a I have a great deal of respect for any guy that gets in a cage. Yep. You can't get out unless you go to sleep or you get choked out. So, man, man, I respect to these guys for the UFC. And like uh, like I said, man, I will not be getting in the ring anytime soon with these guys. Yeah, and they don't mess around. I mean, they're all they're mostly nice guys, most of them. Um, but <laughs> you do not want to you do not want to ask them, hey, put a chokehold on me. Or in the case of Forrest Griffin, I remember, I forget who it was, if it was a media person or just someone was like, hey, give me a leg kick. And I think he did it, and they were like, come on, really give me one. And he really gave him one, and actually it wasn't like a massive fracture of the leg, but he actually, he actually hurt his leg. Like, oh, this, this, is not, this is not a freaking joke. Um, all right, let's get into Next Level Chef. Oh, I w- man, I w- man. I, you know what? I was really sad at the end of this last episode um, and, you know, it's another person we got to get on from the show. Our guy, Matt, who has a food truck in South Jersey, man, he just ran up against it. Uh, they did fish this week, and it just didn't work out for him, and he did really well in the elimination round. But uh, Matt Grork, I think is how, or Groark is however you say his last name, Big Matt, yep. Big Matt is out. That was a good episode, man. That, uh, th- that fish was tough to cook, and some people really nailed it. Others, it was a disaster. Yeah, it was a tough challenge, man, and it seems like it gets harder and harder. Can you imagine the platform not even stopping? Yeah. So you got to grab, you got to grab your proceed while the platform is still moving. And you know, looking at that scene, I was like, man, somebody's going to fall over that that rail, you know, trying to grab some some grub. But man, Matt, like I said, man, he started off hot. You know, he got the he got the pin. Uh, he does a great job. He's actually a school teacher uh, back in Jersey as well. Um, so he does a lot of great stuff. He's a huge barbecue guy. He's got a huge trailer. Um, so he's going to actually help me. Uh, we're going to put together a cooking uh, a segment uh, back in Pennsylvania when I go back to do my, my, uh, my, my, my football camp. So Matt's going to volunteer his time to come out, and we're going to grill. We're going to cook. We'll have some other uh, people from the Next Level Chef show as well that's going to cook as well. And stay tuned for my guy, Preston, who's on Next Level Chef as well. He'll be in town uh, I think in a couple of months. So we got to make sure we get him in the studio. He's a 19-year-old phenom that is crushing it right now. It's a really good show. It's a really good competition. Next Level Chef on Fox. And uh, Omi, the uh, the Puerto Rican lady, like, she's, yeah. been, she's been under the radar solid, but she actually won this week, and they were raving about her meal. So now you've had, like, I think you've had probably five, five different winners of the shows in, like, seven weeks, like, get the grand prize. So... Talk about balance, man. The competition in the second half of the season to be nuts. Yeah, you, could, you, you can't predict. I know some people are trying to predict who's going to win it. Uh, Omi stepped up her game, but she's always been stepping up. You know, she's just been, like you said, flying under the radar. But this week, man, she just freaking nailed it with her dish. 
And, uh, you know, the Puerto Rican fan base is going crazy for Omi right now. Her followers <laughs> are going through the roof. Uh, she's doing collaborations. She's getting verified. Awesome. She is crushing it, man. She's got a great soul as well, man. She does a really good job uh, on the show. And I, I'm, I'm so excited for everybody. Uh, but it's such to see my man Matt go, man. He's a huge Eagle fan, too, man. That's my guy. Yeah, we're, we, uh, we definitely got to get him on. Uh, sometime, you know, in the next couple weeks, and maybe as a regular next football season. I'll, we'll, we'll definitely – we already talk a lot of Eagles with you, but uh, we'll get Matt to come on and uh, do a little football talk. All right, I have more questions for you, but I'm going to let you go. Here's what – Mark, here's what we just did to you guys. Some of our great regulars who play in the NFL, Stanford Route and Mark. Uh, Stanford went to Houston. They're playing right now, and, and we just – we booked I, – I totally forgot, and I apologize. Bama's playing right now, and you, you got to <laughs> pop on the phone with us for seven minutes. What a – what a creep I am. Right now, uh, it's a four-point game. You guys are up with, like, 12, 11 minutes left. So uh, go root on the tide, and we can recap it next week. Hey, man, I definitely appreciate you. Uh, continue to watch the show. Continue to spread about the show, man. It's a great uh, show, Next Level Chef. They finally showed our little huddle and our little chat that we did before every cook-off. So I'm excited. Uh, Preston, Michelle, uh, and Vinny. Vinny Nuggets is still in the game, baby. Oh, firefighter from uh, from Massachusetts. All right, Mark, thank you. All right, appreciate it, guys. Roll tight. Yeah, that just hit me. What a jerk. I don't think I would get on the phone if my school was playing. I, w- I don't – well, I would. Oh, I was gonna say, no, you I would But I, I would be really testy. You were talking the other day about calling – like using a vacation day so that you could watch the Rutgers watch, watch I Rutgers was going to do it. You're right. Yeah. So, no, I don't think I gla- And believe me, I would have gladly done that instead of missing out on the friggin' tournament – and losing in the NIT. I mean, at least for Stanford, Houston was in the first half, right? For this, this Mark, is, this is bad, right? There, this this was a little tough. This was a little tough. That was a tight game in the second half. It's Ten minutes left. All right. Well, San Diego State's hanging tough. Yeah, um, they just actually hit a three and then got a steal for a layup on the other end. So, a quick oh five point burst. It's got them right back in it. I um, I like to reveal. Because I don't want to be like some guys who all they talk about is winning, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't bet a lot. It's pizza money, but I am on Alabama at two and a half, and I am on Houston at one and a half in game. So, well, we'll see. So I've got the under in the San Diego State Alabama game, uh, ninety-two with ten forty-five left right now, ninety-two total, and it is one thirty-seven. I got one thirty. Oh no, I got under one thirty-six and a half. It closed one thirty-seven and oh, a half. Boy. So how you feeling? Uh, it's on pace. I would say so. It's okay, but it's never over till it's over. And um, yeah, especially with unders, right? And I'd also say I did come in and bet Houston to win this game. I've got a futures ticket on Miami, but there was Miami's played really well in this first half, but they're killing them in transition. They're hit a lot of tough threes. I don't know if that carries over into the second half. Chili Peppers are coming to town. Uh, Taylor Swift has the stadium right now. That's crazy over there. Two days of Taylor Swift, but April 1st at the Al. Red Hot Chili Peppers in town. Ticketmaster.com is where you get the tickets. But Ari's got a pair right now. Call in. Call her 7-364-1100. Red Hot Chili Peppers, April 1st at the Al. Ticketmaster.com. But Ari will give you two tickets right now if you're caller number seven. Miss any of the show? We've got you covered. Head to lvsportsnetwork.com and go to podcasts to listen to all of your favorite LV Sports Network shows anytime from any place. And it is into Masood. Three-pointer in the corner. Yes, sir! It's a two! It's a two, though! 
Here's Walker with six seconds. Got up into the air and it's knocked away. K-State's got the ball. Two seconds, one second. Noel, layup. Yes, at the buzzer. And K-State has won it in overtime. You are listening to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. You know, because the Sandy, check that, UCLA and Gonzaga game was so good, we barely had a chance to talk about K-State last night and oh. Michigan State. That game was awesome. Masood, who, by the way, Ramadan's going on right now. He can't eat dawn to dusk. So that's a little bit of a complication. He nails a three, a guy in from Wake Forest. Drum Tang's done a great job. And Kansas State has a chance to make the Final Four after a, a great win last night against a Michigan State team that outside of the Big Ten, look at that. Izzo's team actually has some offense. It's not a rock fight the whole time. So here's what's going on right now down the stretch in the San Diego State-Alabama game. Alabama went on a run. Like, San Diego State looks small. Alabama was dominating inside. And San Diego State is now in the midst of, what, a 12 nothing run? Uh, yes. I th- yeah, I don't think Alabama scored yet. So, yeah, it should be 12 nothing. So. Agueca Rope just finished near the rim after getting a steal. The best 4.3 rebound one assist, one steal guy, one block guy in the country. Ever. CBS, CBS crew loves Agueca Rope. He just got a steal, finished, but what do you do, clear out? Yeah, well, they, I think they called actually a charge oh, is wow. what they called. So I Because it went back the other way, and they went to the bench. So it's now Alabama's ball. And to your point, too, I mean, they're playing Mensa and a rope both now. They're like, they San Diego they're, State's just like, just like, let's go. Alabama's too big. Yep. So they have to have their best defensive bigs in there. And Mensa provides no offense. But I've told you a million times in the audience, I don't know where Mensa's going to play pro basketball, but wherever he plays, he's going to be a potential league player or defensive player of the year because the guy is great around the rim, and he's also one of those guys on switches at 6'11", where guards can't get by him. He is great defensively on the perimeter. And listen, now the rest of the country is finding out. Anyone who wants to brand, and now they just called to make up the other way. Wow. They just called a real cheapy push-off on uh, – Quinterly for Alabama, but anyone out there who's like, oh, West Coast basketball is soft. San Diego State plays brawl ball. Right. And they're big, they're strong, they pride themselves on defense, they want to keep in the 50s, and this one's going to go beyond the 50s, unfortunately for John. That sucks. I don't think you're going to get the under, unless we go into a real drought. Whoa, what is this? Well, we could get possession by possession. Yeah, like, and, but and, thanks and, for the positive and, and vibes. Brickage. I'm just, I'm worried. You were on a good pace when it was, you know, freaking 24, 10 minutes into the game. I think we're in-game total I've got right now is at 131 and a half. So let's drop down a little bit, all right? Let's send some positive vibes out there to the world. Nate Oates has a great team, but the NCAA tournament is really tough. I want you to hear Mark Few last night sort of addressing without specifically saying it, the criticism that he's gotten for not winning a national championship and not always delivering when they get to the Sweet 16. He goes through the, you know, the whole description of this tournament is really hard to win. Before, I think it's the hardest thing to do in our profession is win NCAA tournament games. I mean, it's so hard to get to this tournament as we saw this year. I mean, we got some legendary programs that didn't even make it this year. When you look at Villanova, it's an unbelievable program. And North Carolina is not the greatest program ever close to it. You know, mine, Duke or Kansas, and, and Michigan didn't make it. And so there's some great programs that did not make the tournament. And then once you get in the tournament, I think. Everybody can see just how hard it is to win. It's hard to win a 3-14 game. Hell, it's hard to win a 1-16 game. 
we've been in multiple ones of those, and there's a tremendous amount of pressure on you. And There is. There is. And there's a lot of pressure on Gonzaga every year. A little less this year is a three seed. So they're on to the Elite Eight. Tomorrow we got the game in town. San Diego State and UConn. All right, barn burner down the stretch. We're going to take a break. Right now, San Diego State with a chance to go up five or six. It's 53-50 as we're just about six minutes left in the game. Boy, number one seeds, both of them, Alabama and Houston, in a good bit of trouble. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at BJVT or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. Hang in at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company. Wow, what a showdown. John was talking during the break about one of the recent Alabama trips into the lane, just double swattage. And Alabama's an elite scoring team, and they're having trouble finishing at the rim, although they had a good dribble drive now. I think it was Mark Sears who got up near the glass, got fouled. And uh, this one is a six-point game, four and a half minutes left. Alabama, number one seed, trails fifth-seeded San Diego State. What was your oh, man, about? Uh, just had, like just everything. This is just going to be a sweat. <laughs> we got 110 total points right now, 111 with 426 left to go. I want to say that I'm not going to – they're not going to nah, – I'm not going to. In-game total is at 133.5, still trending under my number. So one of the crazy things – it's not crazy. One of the things I saw last night on social media, as Alabama and Gonzaga are dueling in the West Regional, yeah. and there's a lot of Las Vegans at the game watching the game, was this vibe like, man, this should be us. This should be us, right? Because a lot of people remember the days when Gonzaga basically is today, today's UNLV. God. I'm, I'm just getting wrapped up in the moment. That's crazy. It was a um, – I didn't see – was that Bradley? It was a spinning dunk into the lane for San Diego State, who's now up seven. And they're about to go up nine. Oh, no. Should spoke too soon. Spoke too soon. Steal, block, three from the corner, timeout, seven-point game. I don't know what's going on. We should also – and, and the reason why, too, I'm kind of like really getting into this outside of – and it kind of ties in what you're talking about a little bit, at least at the same conference. This is huge for the Mountain West. I mean – for San Diego State to come in here and kind of break the curse of the Mountain West, if you will, win two tournament games, then go to the second weekend and push the number one overall seed the way right. that they are right now, it gives some credence to the fact that, like, first off, San Diego State's a good basketball program that people are amazed by because they're watching them for the first time here. They've been deserving of their ranking in the polls when they got it. This is a good team, man. It's a good team. Also missing from the narrative about the Mountain West, is San Diego State was going to be a one or two seed in 2020. Correct. UNLV went down there and beat them when they were 28-0. They were going to be a one or two right. seed and probably going to make waves in the tournament. Now, if you want to argue, hey, they're the only team in the tournament that, you know, has in the NCAA tournament that has success, okay. But, you know, I was mentioning, you know, people watch Gonzaga and you're like, wow, this is a team outside the Power Five. They're, you know, their fans are arrogant, you know, cocky. They're winning big games, and I know a lot of Vegas people are watching. They're like, man, 30 years ago was friggin' awesome. Like, what the hell has happened? We don't have to go through, you know, all the stuff that's happened. But I thought this was really interesting, and I think the kid just mis- uh, misspoke. But, you know, Julian Strother, who is a local, and uh, certainly did consider UNLV, uh, and his sister went to UNLV. But I want you to listen to what he talked when he talks about the atmosphere 
and he references Vegas as a basketball city. I had a chance to come down here and play in Vegas. Uh, I mean, Vegas usually shows up and they show out, and it's loud and it's electric. I mean, we got the opportunity to play at UCLA last year in a T-Mobile Arena, and it was a similar atmosphere. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, it's a great venue, great city. I mean, it's slowly becoming a you know a basketball town. So, wait a second, <laughs> I caught that. Now too. Julian's young, and I don't, I don't think he was really thinking about what he was saying there, but for our young and I mean, it just he's in his early twenties. For a youngin to go, Vegas is slowly becoming a basketball city. And when I was sitting there, I'm like, oh, my God. What has changed in this city? We know. Well, it's true. It's 100% true, man. From Even from, like, getting excited for those old school Kings, Lakers, preseason games that would come out here to UNLV basketball. I remember, like, before I started getting into sports media. And when I was going, my first started at uh, Starbucks, right? It was right at the start of the Dave Rice era. It's not even Steve, I would say, at least from my experience. It's not even needing to like win, I would like winning going back to the Sweet 16, like under Kruger, right? It's just having a team that was winning enough games that kept you interested in the big picture, which is we can make it as an automatic, or excuse me, as an automatic qualifier, as an at large in the NCAA tournament and have something to watch here when it comes to March. I remember being behind the, like, the counter at Starbucks. Right after UNLV beat North Carolina, and people are coming up and asking, hey, what's the score of the game? Like, all of those sort of things. People will keep up with the program. When I first started the media and doing the post game, the Rebel, what, what we used to call it, right, where you take calls after the games. Phones, the phones will light up, yep. right? Yeah. And there was a buzz about it. There, It yep. was a basketball town, and I think it still is. It's just it's not much, it's not much great basketball to get excited about. San Diego State uh, just knocked down a runner. The winning by nine. Um, by the way, make no mistake about it. Uh, we've had this discussion with Adam Hill, and I know you're just saying this is great for the conference. I'm not rooting for San Diego State. I don't like San Diego State. I'm not rooting for them. I, I, don't, I don't buy into this whole, you know, the money for the conference. I don't care. That's not going to happen. So <laughs> these rivalries are, are too intense, but I'm not – I'm not like, yay. I think for the overall good of college basketball, for more teams from outside the Power Five to make the Elite Eight and Final Four is good, but I am I am no fan of the Aztecs. I think I'm such a big Agueca Rope fan yeah. that I'm just, like, really getting <laughs> really getting into this. Well, right now they're up nine. Three minutes left. We'll see if Bama can fight back into this one. NFL season is over, but no worries. You can listen to all Vegas Vipers home games on Raider Nation Radio 920 and streaming live at lvsportsnetwork.com. You are listening to Cofield and Company live at the Golden Circle Sports Book and Bar inside Treasure Island. All right, Sweet 16, it's crazy down here. Come out for the second games. Early games have been tremendous. Miami up five, 14 minutes left in the game on top-seeded Houston. And, folks, I'm doing all I can. I'm doing all I can. I don't know what I can do to get San Diego State to slow down. John wants him to slow down for his total. That's a nightmare. 125 points with just under a minute left. Well, I think it's 117 left. 117. And they're up seven. I just saw... The uh, sports station 760 in San Diego say, you know, the Aztecs are up nine. So I tried to do the, the reverse jinx. I tweeted out, congrats on getting to the Elite Eight Aztecs advance. So we'll see if that works. 
I don't think it will. I don't think I have that kind of power. Dave Koken has that kind of power. I don't. And, uh, Miami's not falling apart, but uh, Houston doing what the better teams do, second half, making a little bit of a run here. All right, three-point game now. Ten minutes left, and this has been the Cougars in this tournament. And as we said earlier, we just you know we played some of the post-game audio from last night following UCLA and Gonzaga, and you know Mark Few was talking about just how hard it is to win these games. You know, win, win in the tournament. There's so much balance now. So many of the games come down to coin flip moments. It's tough. It's real tough. And we were just addressing the fact that as you know, a lot of Las Vegans were watching last night in the arena and around the arena. And you know, the thought was UCLA and Gonzaga are here in a West Regional as a two and a three seed. Like this should be us. This should be UNLV. This should be Vegas again. It happened once. It should happen again. I wonder how many people watched Mick Cronin and what he's done with UCLA, and they're like, damn it. Tina Kunzer-Murphy was close. A lot of people say Cronin left here, and he had agreed to take the job, and then he went back home and weaseled out of it. Tina Kunzer-Murphy even said that. Yes, and he has kind of not denied it because he won't talk about it. Boy, he had a lot to say in an authoritative fashion last night, didn't he? He's a funny guy. Right? Do you, how mad do you think you would have gotten when he was talking about loyalty if you would have raised your hand and be like, did you agree to the UNLV job? It's not really well, loyal. You and, I went, you and I went to the postgame pressers knowing the way it works, and I figured Cronin was coming out first, and that's who I wanted to see because I figured he was going to act like he did. But Gonzaga came out, and they, it went on for like 35 minutes. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And then Cronin freaking, oh, he delivered. He delivered because he was real, real curt. Listen to a couple of bites here. Is, uh, he couldn't cool down initially. In that drought in the second half, hindsight being. A lot of open shots but didn't go down. There's no hindsight. Wide open shots um, and multiple times we got fouled, no call. Dave and Tiger didn't make a basket in the second half. They had good looks. And Jaime got murdered on about four layups. Mick, can you talk about the decision to not play a Dumbona? Uh, he wasn't able to play. T too much pain or he wasn't able to play if i wanted to elaborate i would elaborate he's so funny he got real rude with uh former unlv women's player jay thomas which was hilarious which by the way on social media i would love for people to be like you didn't play the game right <laughs> she's also a foot taller than mick so <laughs> dial it down coach so when you hear stuff like that, winning is all that matters, right, in the end? If you're, if you're a fan base, it's like, we want to win. I don't care what behavior he exhibits and, you know, what he shows the players and how to react to adversity after the game. Fans don't care. If you win, you'll take that guy. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that really the trade-off is very much worth it, right, having a guy like that. And maybe I guess you're winning, but who knows how long it's going to last. I mean, and the other thing with Mick, too, is, I don't know, talks and preaches loyalty. Yep. UCLA's a good job, but if something better comes along, do you really think he's sticking around? I also wonder what the athlete, I mean, when you're winning, the athletes can take it. I also wonder how many athletes are like, this is kind of bull crap. I'm tired of being lectured at and finger pointed, you know, kind of from the, the pulpit. Like, cut it out. 
Um, let's go to Wyoming, right? Yeah. Why well, that that last? I remember last year watching that Mountain West Conference. You know, sitting here in the Mountain West Conference tournament, looking at that Wyoming team, thinking they're at the top of the world. The future's bright. Everything's great. And then now look at what happened at the end of this season. The Iron Fist stuff only works as long as you're successful. Yeah. Well, we got XFL back in town. Our Vipers are playing a home game against the uh, St. Louis team with A.J. McCarron. Vipers got the first win last week. Rod Smith, the running back, was a big part of it. You can get your tickets for this weekend's game, 4 o'clock kickoff tomorrow at Ticketmaster.com. And Rod is up with Steve and John. Rod, how you doing? Yeah, what's going on, boss? How you doing? How you doing? A lot's going on, man. We're watching uh, Sweet 16 basketball down at one of our local sports bars at Treasure Island. And uh, yeah, yeah. Al- it's, Alabama. It's, it's, been some crazy, it's been some crazy games going on. Yep. How big a, how big a basketball fan are you? A bigger NBA, college, or neither? Uh, man, I'm a big basketball fan, man. I'm a, so I grew up in Indiana, so Indiana is a, is a, is a basketball state, I, w- I would say, for sure, so. Before you get a football, you, know, you definitely have a basketball in your hand. Where I'm from, are you? A, are you like? Do you follow the Hoosiers? I know you went to Ohio State. Do you have like a team? Oh uh, yeah, I'm college wise. You know what I'm saying I'm always. I've been an IU guy, but uh, we're a big Gonzaga and Kansas guy. You know what I'm saying uh, Syracuse. I like. I just like good ball for real, man. But uh, those those are my top basketball schools. So I know that you said you big basketball fan what do you do for the first two rounds of the tournament do you get wrapped up into it like us like i spent two days in a ballroom down at the south point just watching basketball all day i know you're a busy guy how into it do you get man uh it's crazy uh it's, it's, some of the time I've been, we've been in practice and meetings or you know what i'm saying taking care of your body or whatever but uh i'm always uh, uh i got the app so i'm always watching the highlights from every game so it's been some crazy you know what i'm saying upset there's been some wild, wild wild stuff going on rod smith with us running back for the Vipers, game going down tomorrow. Kickoff at 4 o'clock. St. Louis is in town. So we were just talking about right. some real hard-nosed college basketball coaches. Obviously, you know, you grew up in Indiana, so you're familiar with the story of Bobby Knight. Uh, Mick Cronin at UCLA was kind of oh, mad, sure. mad, mad last night. What do you – like, as a football player, what do you think of coaches that are hardcore and, you know, can kind of be disciplinarians but sometimes cross the line? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I like it. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm saying, they ain't doing nothing but trying to, uh, you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying, create a, you know, what I'm saying, create something, you know, what I'm saying, to, to make you react. You feel me? So I like the intensity, you know. But uh, I mean, at the same time, uh, you know, what I'm saying, it's just all about how you, you know what I'm saying, how you, how you, how you deliver it. It's all about right. the delivery. But um, I like. It. Is there a, cer- a certain point age-wise where you're like, all right, I don't need any of that anymore? You know, when you. When you're an adult, you didn't, I don't think you need the same motivation. Yeah, yeah I think you know, when, when you get older, it's just all about just how I mean, exactly. It's, like, it's about the delivery. It's how you deliver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because at a certain point, when you get to a certain age, it's like, you know, you talk, you're talking to another an adult, another grown person. So, But so let, uh, but it's just about the delivery. Let's uh, Rod, let's build on that. When you're playing for the Vipers and, and the other guys, your motivation is, like, first to win or to make sure that that you show out well and you do the things individually that you're supposed to do is. I don't know. Nah, my, my first my first thought is I'm here here to win for yeah. I'm here to win. Um, so that means you know what I'm saying whatever I gotta do, whatever I gotta do, whatever I got, whatever I gotta talk to. Uh, we we just gotta you know, always stay on the same page. All right. So what was last week like? I'm sure you guys were frustrated. You finally got a win. Oh, it was good. It was good. Uh, we definitely you know what I'm saying used used the run game a lot. Um, 
Um, offensive line, you know what I'm saying, did a great job. Um, all around special teams, everybody did a great job. So uh, we just got to go out there and uh, continue to finish uh, four quarters. Why do you think Luis, at quarterback, uh, you know, has kind of taken that next step? I just think, um, I think it's, it's been a, it's just, you, you put a team, you know what I'm saying, fairly, fairly quick together, uh, you don't have the, 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 the usual time you have to, you know what I'm saying, build chemistry and, you know what I'm saying, just, uh, get, get a good click. But, um, I'm saying, I feel like, uh, we've always been, um, moving in the right direction. We just finally got a chance to actually put it together. So, uh, it's exciting to go out here and see what we, what, what we're going, what we going to do, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's all about going out here and getting another, another win. And I feel like everybody is locked on the same, same page. That's shit, y'all. shit, y'all. Rod Smith with us, XFL. He's one of the running backs for the Vipers. So, in your scout, uh, what do you know about St. Louis, and especially what do they do on defense? Uh, man, they, 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 they physical. They like to go out there and uh, go out there and compete. Too. So, um, we just going to go out there. Um, it's not too much about what they do. Um, we got our tips and got our young know, film session in, so we know what we need to focus on. But we just got to go out there and just do what we do. Hey, Rod, we appreciate it. We know it was a long travel day. Thanks for catching up with us, and we'll see you out there tomorrow uh, at the game, okay? Oh, yeah, appreciate it, man. See you out there. There he is. Two touchdowns last week. Rod Smith, wow, there was a lot of turns in these games. Uh, Houston is on the verge of getting blown out. They are down 17 with nine and a half minutes left, and, oh, God. As if we don't already have to hear San Diego State talk about yeah. They need a buy in the GDAM Mountain West Conference Tournament. They need the games to be played at certain times. Oh, boy. They're going to win this. Alabama just could not finish close to the rim. And, I mean, we've seen this script, right? Yep. You want to try to score anywhere in the lane and near the rim, it is almost an impossibility, even if you are as talented as Alabama. we got 18 seconds left. This is such a, we're at 134 points. Oh, no, your total under 136.5? Yeah. So you need a miss no. by Bama and no foul. Right. Also, play some defense and take some time off the clock. Like you're down by seven. Oh, no, if, no, if, no, 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 no. All right, he missed. Don't foul. The game's over. Uh, you su- no, he's going to get the lane. Oh, no. Oh, they fouled. They fouled at 135. The total's 136.5. The crowd is going crazy. Here's the thing, no, I don't. Should I do it? What? Who's shooting? Uh, I couldn't see. It it's might Nathan be Mensa. Mensa, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say it. Just I'm not, not going to say it. Need him to miss one. I'm not going to say it. Just miss one. We have to still do the show. I'm not going to talk about his free throw shooting in general. I'm not going to do it, right, Jed? I don't want to get anyone mad. He's a 95% free throw shooter. Yep, right? automatic. Okay, front rim. Okay, it's good. All right, all right. How much time left? Oh, seven seven nine. nine. That's the thing. Oh no! Just like just dribble it out. You're down by seven with less Come than on. eight seconds oh, left. Yeah, it's short. Don't run. Relax. No you lost. Don't shoot. Lose with pride. It's over. Don't foul. It's over. Wow! Look at John. Look at John. No more entertaining radio than Woo. to track our bets live for you in the audience. Oh, all right. <laughs> Were we doing a show? What's going yeah. on? Is Rod still here? Yeah. By the way, I have nothing to track because I, I 
I took both of the one seeds in game at what I thought was you know a good number to win, and it looks like both. Well, Bama's out. Oh, poor Nate. Poor Nate Oates. This is another one of those games where I'm like, I don't care who wins. Either way, I'm going to be miserable. Well, yeah. You think Nick Saban's at home? Like, just did a little fist pump? Like, yeah. I'm the school, and I'm the disciplinarian. Nate Oates seems like a really great guy. So, it's, yeah, it's tough to see this happen. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he's – well, I'm not going to say anymore. Number one overall seed goes down. So that narrative of, you know, we break down the tournament and it's always the top teams that make the Final Four um, might not be the case. Might not be the case. So it's 14 now, eight minutes left. The Cougars have been awesome in comebacks, but this is a, a big margin. So what we could be facing, John, because tonight's games, it's not exactly a murderer's row. And in 20 minutes, we could have two more ones out of the tournament. The night slate, we've got a 15 and a 6, Princeton and Creighton. We do have a 2 and a 3 playing in Texas and Xavier. But for those who rule uh, root for absolute upheaval in college basketball, we could have a crazy Final Four, and but it also could be one that is really poorly rated. Right. Because while we've talked about it many times, what do people root for early in the tournament? Upsets. And then the Sweet 16 pops up, and they see all these teams that pulled the upsets, yeah. and, what are the, and what, then what do they say? They complain. They're like, wait, these aren't good programs. Yep. What if we... Yeah, what if we had a, uh, what if we had a Final Four with zero power conference teams? Yeah. So we can get, where we get Creighton, a, no, let's get a San Diego State, Kansas State, Gonzaga, Xavier Final Four. All right. She got big issues. You do have Big 12 in there. But yeah. I, but I, like K-State is such a low-profile pro, program of late. I that's, won't say, but that's what I, I, I want, I won't right? say that to the Kruger family. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. That would be interesting. I mean, I'd watch. It would <laughs> It would be low-key terrible. And by the way, so I'm on the verge of, to your point about the higher-seeded teams generally winning out, like we usually see that. Three of my final four teams could be eliminated by the time the day is over because I had Alabama, Duke, and Houston with Gonzaga in the final four. Yeah, well, Houston is my national champion, so I had no shot anyway because my bracket was terrible and has been obliterated, but could get real ugly. So... Next week, we're actually going to be at the Final Four. They're doing a radio row. We are. With about 10 or 12 stations, so we're lucky enough to get in there. We've covered it before. We love it. That is in H-Town. We'll be broadcasting live on Thursday and Friday. It's going to be presented by Subaru of Las Vegas. We'll have great guest spots on both Thursday and Friday. I actually get there on Wednesday to check out the scene. I've been to Houston before. I like it. I like it. Mr. Hill, who, who may be along on the trip, we'll see. Uh, not the biggest fan, but right. I guess the positive is on Radio Row, we might we might get a lot of big-name coaches, like the biggest-name coaches, if they want to come through because they ain't going to be in this tournament. Right. Good guest list on the way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm oh, looking boy. forward to that. 
Maybe we'll get a chance to sit down with Mick Cronin. Grill him on uh, what teams you could. You, you realize the laundry list of former UNLV coaches I could have on? How about Ole Miss head coach Chris Beard? Beard, be Otts, Cronin, Near, coach. Oh, we can have a hoot. All right, San Diego State moves on. Good boy. You got to hear from the Aztec fans. Sickening, sickening, but it is good for the Mountain West Conference. Uh, one final update, 14-point game, 7.53 left as the Cougars trail Miami. Solid guest list today. Great get by Ari with P.J. Carlissimo. Thanks to Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. The 55-plus TVs, the book is right here. Two more games on the way, and then, of course, the Elite Eight games on Saturday and Sunday. So come on down and check it out. We'll see you.